instead of waiting for them to do the wrong thing and then being mad at them, you are being proactive, you are communicating with them, and, and most people, most, <laughs> are going to be pretty considerate and they're going to be very willing to be like, oh yeah, we can do it on the other side of the house, or hey, we can go do our fireworks over at this park, or we could do it in the church parking lot, or we can, you know, there's a lot of ways that people will help you out and, and do what you ask if you're kind to them, so... Hi, I'm Michaela, and I'm Camry, and this is the, the Horsewoman Project. Hello, hello. Hey, we're gonna pick our giveaway winner for our first year of podcasting. Um, so just for those who cannot see, I have all of the names in this little spinning thing <laughs> so it's all very random we're not just like picking out some random person and it's going to do it for us so let me just turn on my video here Drum roll. jade savage Woo-hoo! is the winner of our giveaway awesome. so thank you so much jade for tagging us and sharing us and also for being a guest of ours too in our podcast she is um (laughs) she actually guessed and spoke on hypnobirthing and uh photography yeah being a doula all the fun things yeah so we'll (laughs) link to her episode below um but thank you all for everyone who participated and who shared our podcast and who tagged people um we really appreciate it we would love to be able to reach out to more people so please continue to share especially if you love our podcast um we would love to be able to reach more horsewomen who need it absolutely good morning good morning morning. (laughs) jinx <laughs> it sounded like we said it at the same time on my end. Maybe on your end it didn't. It did. On the, on the second part anyways. <laughs> How was your week? It's weekend? been pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing too exciting. Did a little bit of uh, volunteering at a wrestling tournament. So help out Trip's team. They needed some volunteers. So I ran the table. So I was in charge of putting in all the points and all the everything which (laughs) okay it seems really simple which like you would think you know when the ref lifts their hand for they have an armband for red or green for each team and then they'll hold up the hand with the appropriate color and then like put the number of points on their hand but here's the problem there's multiple different ways they can score and lose points so you have to click on the correct move or not move but the correct reason why they got the points but it happens like super fast and so you have to if you aren't super familiar with wrestling terminology and everything and how it all works then it's very very fast paced so I made Larry do it first we ran the table together and Larry's my husband and he's um he was a wrestler in high school so I'm like honey you know things just a little better than I do let me watch you do it for a minute but like they barely give you enough time to like click through things and I think the hardest part was their computers just have the little like mouse pad. Like it doesn't have a mouse. It just has like the finger pad. Um, And so trying to maneuver that 
quickly back and forth. So Larry and I are like, okay, next time we do that, we're bringing our own mouse with a little USB thing. And we are having an actual mouse because that was the hardest part was like trying to maneuver that quickly. And, but no, it was, it was fun. And it's always fun to try something you've never done before and like learn a new thing. And I was giggling a little bit because at one point the ref did something and Larry had gone home to check on our animals and so I was just running the table by myself and I didn't know what the points were and I knew it was for a certain teammate and so then I was like almost in a panic <laughs> and I was like wait what points was I supposed to give it oh ah! <laughs> and I was when Larry got back I was like I only had one minor panic and then there was a break and I was like ref like come and help me <laughs> like raised my hand and I was like come tell me what those points were please <laughs> but no it was it, it's just so fast-paced that like fast-paced stuff makes me a little bit like oh, like mm -hmm. like a chicken with my head cut off right like that mentality um but it was it was fun it was good <laughs> that sounds fun does not sound like something I would want to volunteer to do <laughs> yeah it was a long day we did it from 9 30 until 4 30 oh wow so it was a, a lot of yeah. sitting in front of a computer which I guess you're used to sitting in front of a computer but mm -hmm. <laughs> The matches were fun, though. It was the high school team that we were doing it for. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So we're actually, we were volunteering to help the high school team, and then they're going to volunteer and help us run tables at our regional for the littler kids next week. So Nice. Yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? It was good. Um, got Sandy out, went for a nice long ride. It's been probably a week or two since I got her out last. Um, so it was much needed for both of us. Um, <clears throat> but got her out pretty uneventful, <laughs> just, just an uneventful ride, which is good. And yeah, that was pretty much it this weekend. It was nice and chill, which was much needed. Awesome. Well, should we dive into our topic? Yes. So I'm wondering, do you want to give the backstory on this? Yes, I sure will. <laughs> so the reason we are having this discussion today is because I made a Facebook post on my J Family Equine Facebook page, and I will link to this post. Um, and it was just something that I posted just because I thought it would get a few laughs and I thought it would be funny. Um, but it's a sign that my friend sent to me because I had told her I was concerned about um, this development going in behind my property. Um, and so the sign said, notice this property is a farm and on farms there are animals and animals make funny sounds. They have bad smells and they have outdoor sex. <laughs> and so if you can't handle these things, don't move to a farm. Um, and holy crap, this post went, I guess, viral. I don't know what you consider viral, but I mean, 60 plus thousand likes and like seven or 8,000 shares, like wow, it just went crazy. And there were so many comments um, that I we kind of wanted to dive into a little bit of, you know, how do you manage as a livestock owner or a farmer? How do you manage either keeping your animals in the city where there are going to be non-livestock owners nearby? Or how do you manage a situation like this where you potentially may get the city kind of moving into the country a little bit? Um, so we wanted to go into a little bit of the education behind it versus just um, the 
Facebook keyboard warriors and the <laughs> um, do all the things to drive the new people out. Um, that's that's not quite the the motive. The motive is to live together peacefully with your neighbors, right? Um, so that's a little bit of why and how we're going to be diving into that. Do you want to add anything, Michaela? I mean, no, you explained that very well. I think it's just, it's interesting the takes that people will have, right? Like you have some of the farmer's takes where it's just like, what can we do to get these people out of here? And then you have like the other side where it's like, well, the farmer should just move. And I think finding a middle ground between between those um, two different points of view is really important because the world's only growing and I think it's important that people get educated and learn how to like you said li live peacefully with one another and be just nice <laughs> like can we all just be nice <laughs> yeah which actually brings me to the first point which I mean, there were some comments on there where people were just being mean to the other party, whether it was, you know, the, the rural people being mean to the non-rurals or vice versa. Um, I mean, there were the people calling them cityots for people from the city, you know, being saying they're idiots. Um, guys, people from the city are not idiots. What seems like second nature to us as farmers, livestock owners, uh, it it's going to seem like they're sitting in a quantum physics class to you you know I mean it's something that's foreign to them and people who are from like big big cities like Michaela you mentioned like New York or like major cities they've maybe never even seen livestock in their life maybe they've only ever seen cats and dogs um, so it's it's not that they're idiots it's just that they are unexposed and uneducated in that respect now put them in their element you know they're they'll show you who they are and that they aren't just idiots. So be kind, don't call them idiots. <laughs> Keep in mind that they just need to learn it and experience it. Right. And you can help them do that without being a jerk to them. So. Right. There's always two sides to every story and remembering, you know, you look like an idiot to them too. <laughs> like going and trying to figure out the subway system or trying to deal with all the different traffic things. We can all look like idiots when we're put into really unfamiliar situations. So I think taking that out of the vocabulary would be the first start and just real like realizing just because they don't know everything that you do does not make them dumb. And how can we help incorporate our way of life into their education? Like how can we show them what things are about and how to do things and why we do things different ways instead of just automatically jumping to, well, you're just dumb, you know, Let, let's start with education first. I think on both sides, both sides, like we're not country bumpkins just because we're in the rural <laughs> areas and they're not city. It's just because they're from the city. Let's, let's bridge this gap and let's start educating and let's start um, treating each other like people. Amen. Well, and I even found myself falling into this trap, which in the original post I was talking about the my my worries and concerns over having uneducated people right next to where I keep my animals which was that they may feed them something that could kill them or harm them or that they might come through and be troublemakers if they have teenagers you know and open our horses gates and let our animals loose and and so I was falling into this mindset of worrying about something that hasn't happened yet right um which a lot of people in the comments it was the same thing um, and some of them even took it a step further as to almost project into the situation that these things 
were 100% going to happen. And so their knee-jerk responses were like, put a hundred pigs along the fence line and make it so loud that they're just going to be miserable and they're going to move away. And so many comments that were essentially along those same lines of like, make your neighbors miserable. And that is not the answer, guys. You don't meet um, potential of what you think could happen and see it as a true reality, even though it hasn't happened yet. And then you actually bring to pass probably worse things happening because of your response to what you think might happen. So keep it in the present. Make sure that you are not putting onto these people things that aren't actually true. You know, go talk to them, go, go, you know, have a conversation and make sure that you figure things out instead of just sitting and waiting and, and, and coming up with all these ideas in your head of what they might do. Um, that's, that's not going to be helpful. So yeah, be open neighbors guys. Are you a dedicated horsewoman looking to boost your strength and confidence while involving your horse in your fitness journey? Welcome to Mac Athletes, where we specialize in empowering horsewomen through fitness and nutrition while integrating your horse into the process. Our tailored coaching program is designed exclusively for passionate horsewomen like you. We focus on building strength, resilience, and confidence, both in and out of the saddle. We understand the unique connection between rider and horse, and we've crafted a program that leverages this bond to enhance your overall fitness and well-being. At Mac Athletes, we don't just offer workouts and meal plans. We offer an experience, a transformative journey where you and your horse work together towards your fitness goals. Our expert guidance, personalized workouts, and nutrition plans are all aimed at helping you become a stronger, more confident rider while prioritizing a healthy lifestyle. Join us and take the reins in your fitness journey. Embrace workouts that involve your horse, nutrition plans tailored towards your needs, and expert guidance focused on elevating your performance as a rider. Visit MacAthletes.com or follow me on Instagram at Michaela underscore Lyman to discover how we can help you build strength, confidence, and a deeper connection with your horse through our specialized coaching program. Let's ride towards a healthier, more empowered you together. As somebody who has moved to a rural town, who is not a native of the rural town, it can be really, really, really difficult. Um because people aren't very open, <laughs> you know, you feel like you're getting stared at. And I would go around and just introduce myself, take, take a plate of cookies and be like, Hey, we just moved in. And I tell you what, people were not inviting, you know, and just like, remember people who move to rural areas are, they're moving there for a reason. It's not to disrupt your life. It's because they are searching for a way of life that you have. Right. And if you could just be inviting, like imagine how much more like how much better things would be, you know, if you're inviting to me and you treat me like a human being and like, if something does happen and you go, Hey, you know, Michaela, your dogs were barking all night. Is there, is there a solution we could come up with because it, it kept my kid up or, or whatever. If you come across like that versus screaming and hollering and pounding at the door and oh my gosh, you can't, t- you can't handle your dogs. And if you don't figure something out, I'm going to call the cops. Right. There's, Lots of different ways you can handle a situation like that, that can still maintain friendships or still maintain a really positive experience. And guys, I speak from experience, like of moving to a rural town and having people scream at me. Like it's, 
it's not it's not the most friendly um <clears throat> places and you can get the same other places as well i'm not like picking on rural towns but but sometimes we can get kind of stuck in our ways and sometimes new people coming in it's really difficult and we make it even more difficult by projecting that we don't want you here attitude so what we wanted to go through is some ways to help bridge this gap between people coming in and you to keep you safe but then also keep some of the other side and the other point of view into perspective as well. I believe in seeing both sides and trying to come from both point of views. And honestly, everyone wants to be happy. Like, let's be honest. No one is moving close to you for the purpose of like specifically targeting you and making your life miserable. So if we can come at it from that perspective and bridge that gap as much as possible, I think we'll end up with a lot better relationships and a lot better, um, results than if we, you know, meet with aggression right off the bat. So do you want to start with what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm going to share something really fast before we start into um, these points here. But (laughs) while you were talking, it reminded me of one of the comments and I did not read them all because there were way too stinking many, but um, I did read a few of them. And one of them, I think it was my very favorite comment, to be honest. And she said she had something similar happen to what's happening to me, where she had, you know, a a big piece of property that was subdivided. And uh, she had said that when they moved in, she went over and talked to them and had told them, you know, we do get a lot of snakes around here and I'm perfectly happy to come and remove remove them from your porch if you need me to. And she just was so friendly and like offering this help. And and she said that it actually created a really nice relationship. And she said she went over several times to pull snakes off of their porch because she opened that door, right? You know, and she opened that line of communication where it wasn't just the one-sided of like, you need to follow my rules of this is my property next door. So do this, this, and this. It wasn't just that. She offered something in return and said, you know, what can I do to help you guys? And I thought that was a really perfect example of that. And I just loved her comment that I'm like, I love that she'll just like go and get these like six foot snakes off of people's porches. (laughs) Right. And how she didn't use that as the, well, did you know we get snakes here? Are you sure you want to stay? You know, because there there were some comments where it was like, use that as leverage. They don't want to stay because they're snakes and they're wimpy, you know instead just yeah meet it with kindness let's all be kind to people (laughs) yeah it made me want to go be friends with that person I'm like I like you (laughs) so we are going to touch next on these points of kind of how to educate um on the I guess we'll kind of go into both sides um but we'll start a little bit with the side of if you are the livestock owner or someone in a rural area um ways that you can educate um, the people on the other side, your city folks or your city, um, even not city people, you might be a livestock owner that lives in the city, but just someone who is not educated with livestock. Um, the first thing would be what my post was all about, which is signs. Um, signage, it makes it so that if they aren't used to having it in their mind every day and, and having it at the back of their mind and just kind of on muscle memory, it's going to remind them every time they walk past, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot, I shouldn't feed grass clippings, or oh, I, you know, I shouldn't do X, Y, or Z, um, and that way it, it keeps it on the forefront of their mind, it's a good reminder, and it's a good reminder for people, um, like renters, if you get Airbnb people or renters in your area, so there's just new people all the time that you 
don't have an opportunity to contact personally, um, it's great. And make sure that you do have, um, I like detailed signs personally, um, which just means, you know, instead of just saying, don't feed the animals underneath, I would want something in fine print that said you could kill my animal or, you know, they have a very special diet so that they know it's not just a preference and we don't want our animals getting fat. It is actually something that is extremely, extremely important to their health and well-being. Um, so make sure that you do have a little bit of fine print on there, but make your sign big enough that people can read it. You know, don't make it this little tiny, you know, eight inch sign. Make sure it's it's large enough that folks can read it. Yeah, and be willing to put it all over the place too, because if you have a long line <laughs> of property that's shared, I would put it in multiple places down. And like Camry says, make sure it is clear, very clear at what you want. And don't be afraid to put up like no trespassing signs and things like that too, just because you just never know. And you want to you wanna cover yourself there like legally as well. If someone does trespass and gets hurt on your property, it would be nice to be like, well, we had signs up saying you cannot come onto our property, right? Um, yeah, and especially too with if you've got dogs, which most livestock owners do. Um, I my dogs will be territorial if I don't introduce them to people. If I introduce them, they're great. But if someone comes on my property that my dogs think is not supposed to be there that I have not introduced, there's the potential that they could not be nice. Um, so yeah, definitely no trespassing signs for sure, especially if you have dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And this goes, I mean, it doesn't have to just be rural areas. Like I, for what, six years had horses up in the middle of Utah County. Um, and there's lots of people around there and you just have to be aware of like people who do not understand horses or, or any other livestock animal. There are things that you do need to be aware of as the horse handler, as the horse owner and kind of change the way that you do things based on that and how you educate around that something that we we've talked about is if you're riding on the road a lot of people it's kind of funny because you would think it's a no-brainer but a lot of people do not slow down when they see you on the road with horses and it's not just city people like there are plenty of farmers who drive like blow right past me with no care in the world that who knows what my horse might do right um that's just one of the risks that you do take when you do ride. But um, there are things that you can do, like going to your city and saying, hey, what are the policies in place? Can we get more, can we get more education from the city? Most places, you know, you have to slow down to like at least I think it's 10 miles an hour, five miles an hour when going by a horse or something like that on the road. And just reinforcing that with your city as well. There have been quite a few accidents. Um, that have happened lately, um, horse and vehicle accidents. And it's just really important to, I think, educate as a whole. So if it's something you are concerned about, go to your city, go to the, go to the meetings, go to the city hall meetings, really raise those concerns. See if you can get more awareness, even if it's just having them put up a sign that says slow, you know, horses, <laughs> watch for horses, um, just enough to get it in the front of people's minds because guys we're all so busy we have so much coming at us every single day so much decisions going on it can be really easy to just forget sometimes so having something right in front of a person's face like a sign can be really helpful just that that extra oh right okay I'm, I'm gonna slow down now that when I see a horse right so just some little things there yeah absolutely um and the other thing is reminders like um like for fireworks. Um, fireworks are things that can really 
bother livestock and dogs and cats for that matter. Um, and so just telling someone one time when they first move in, you know, say it was, you know, we're in my situation where I would potentially have new neighbors. Um, that's your responsibility to remind them the week before, uh, you know, the 4th of July and just say, hey, just a reminder, I would appreciate it if you wouldn't light off any fireworks near my livestock. Um, and that way, again, it's you're instead of waiting for them to do the wrong thing and then being mad at them, you are being proactive, you are communicating with them. And, and in most people, most <laughs> are going to be pretty considerate and they're going to be very willing to be like, oh yeah, we can do it on the other side of the house or, hey, we can go do our fireworks over at this park or we could do it in the church parking lot or we can, you know, there's a lot of ways that people will help you out and, and do what you ask if you're kind to them, so. Yeah, front load with kindness. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you were going to say that probably like 10 more times in this episode. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Repet, repetitiveness. We're, we're going to get it through. <laughs> well, the thing is, is most of our listeners are probably the ones who would do this. <laughs> but if we're, we're going to be honest, but maybe you can share this with somebody who needs to hear it. I don't know. Um, I'm Camry Johnson, owner and founder of J Family Equine in Monroe, Utah. I am a horse trainer, clinician, and coach who helps horses and humans work together with trust, confidence, and synergy. I have a passion for helping horse owners find confidence in themselves and their equine partners. In my programs, I teach you to work with your horse in a way that builds your relationship with your horse while still expecting consistency and performance. I do this through full-time horse training with weekly lessons provided for the owner through in-person lessons with you and your horse, through virtual lessons, and through clinics or distance lessons. If you want me to come to your location for lessons or a clinic, all you need to do is gather up a few participants, provide a facility, and call or email me to discuss pricing and availability. For more info on how to contact me and what programs I offer, please visit utahhorsetraining.com. Let's get you and your horse working together with trust, confidence, and synergy. But on the, on the other hand too, is just mutual sharing. Like you're, like you're saying with the fireworks, if you're going to spray your field, you know, let your neighbors know, Hey, I'm spraying this day. Just FYI, this is what I'm spraying with. And could you also please let me know if you spray along my property line, I need to know. So I don't let my animals eat whatever it is you're spraying. Um, there's just a lot of just mutual respect, you know, if you can just respect each other things go well. Um, something too is really just be a courteous neighbor. If your animals get out, guys, animals get out all the time. Um, but just, you know, do your due diligence, fix the fence, fix anything that your animals may break, replace it. Like be, be kind of considerate that way, because the last thing that you want is to start a fight from, from the other direction. You know, even if you do have is it a free range? That That is the word, right? Free range state? I think it's open range. But open range. It could be either one. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> so like Idaho is an open range state, which means like pretty much animals have the right of way, no matter what you're doing. Um, And it's a, it's a fence out versus a fence in state, which means you need to put up a fence to keep the animals out. It's not necessarily the farmer's or rancher's prerogative to put up a fence to keep your, keep their animals in. Um, but that being said, 
in my opinion, I still think as ranchers and farmers, you need to have that respect for the people living near your livestock. If your livestock really is tearing up fence and really is destroying property, just be a kind person and fix the fence, offer to help fix whatever was broken or replace whatever's broken. That's going to go a long ways when, when you have issues coming up because it's going to happen when you've got an issue and those people need to help you. If you're a kind person, those people are going to be a lot more willing to help and a lot kinder too. We had a few cows break through our fence um, this summer and you know, my knee-jerk reaction is to be a little irritated, right? And to just be like, oh my gosh, here we are going to have to fix this fence. And most of the time, um, our neighbors have not been the nicest <laughs> when it comes to their animals breaking through our fences and they have destroyed quite a bit of property. And it does create a lot of resentment and a lot of just like, oh my gosh, like we're just not even going to deal with this person. But um, this property changed hands, you know, and my, my first reaction was going to be, he's not even going to care. But we called him said hey this is what happened and guess what he showed up and he helped me fix that entire line of fence and I, that just like I, I am so happy with that guy like I am like so chill if he needs to do stuff it it just changes my entire perspective and the way that I that I think just because he was willing to come and help fix the fence right um that can just go a long ways in, in relationships and that's what we're really talking about is just relationships. How can you keep relationships alive with people that, that are a little bit different than you? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like we've kind of already talked about this, but communication is one of the biggest things, you know, um, and every property is different. So make sure you communicate things specific to your property, to any new or existing neighbors that may not know. Uh, so like for me, butchering, is a big one. We don't do it year round, but usually once or twice a year, we do butcher some cows and some sheep. And we, it's like right in the middle of our property. So like, you're going to see it if you live back there. Um, but for me, it would just simply be anytime I'm going to do that activity, you know, I'll text or call that neighbor and say, Hey, you know, if you don't want your children to see this, we will be doing this today. So like if they have inside activities they can do or, you know, whatever, however you want to manage that, this is what we will be doing at this time. That way they have their control of what they can do. Um, I'm still not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to stop my activities. I'm not going to not butcher on my property um, just because someone doesn't like it. Um, but I will be considerate and just let them know, hey, you know, this is when it's happening. It's only a couple times a year. So it's not like it's something that's going to be a huge deal. Um, but just anything like that, you know, anything that is specific to your property, any wildlife that are specific to your property of, you know, maybe inform any new neighbors. Hey, you know, we get moose around here or we get mountain lions around here. And so you need to do, you know, if you want your garden to survive from the deer eating it or you know, if you want your dogs to be safe, don't let them out this time of year at night and, you know, anything like that. Just communicate to your neighbor about what's going on and then let them communicate in return. You know, like what is, what do they do for a living? Are they going to be farming? Are they, you know, um, are they an organic farmer? Uh, Michaela had mentioned before we got on um, different things like that. So breeding, breeding's another one. Some people really don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean just just communicate what's going on and usually there's a solution somewhere so yeah yeah 100% um 
I was thinking just about the livestock thing, like that goes along with your snake story, but like here we get mountain lions quite a bit. And I mean, when I say mountain lions, like they're on the street, like we have to stop our car and let them cross the street, mountain lions. And that's important for somebody, especially if you got little kids coming into the area. It's like, hey, hey, during this time of year, you really don't want your kids walking home from school by themselves, right? You just because you got big cats roaming around and um, just just things to really just take care of other people as well. But guys, really, it's just communicate, be nice, be kind, front load with kindness. <laughs> That's all. Yes, front load with kindness. And to be on the realistic side, you guys, sometimes you are going to get bad neighbors. There's going to be the bad eggs out there that are just jerks. I mean, no amount of fencing or anything that I could possibly do would change the behavior of some of these extremely disrespectful people like I'm talking about the people that are going to drive by and shoot your animals for no other reason than to shoot your animals I mean they're they don't care about other people they don't care about your signs they don't care about your walls or your fencing um and in that case it's you kind of have to choose if it's worth staying there and if there is some kind of you know, I mean, can you build a 10 or 12 foot tall fence that people literally cannot climb and get in? Or can you, do you want to move? Or do you want to report them to the police? I mean, your options are limited when you do come across people like that, which most times you guys, there's going to be a solution you can find that is where you can find mutual respect. Um, but realistically, you are going to come across some of these people. So instead of trying to control those people, which are... <laughs> It's going to be impossible. You can't control them. Um, you just have to look at the things you can control, which are, you know, like I said, fencing, moving, reporting to the authorities, um, putting up security cameras so you get footage of the actual people so that they, you can report them to the authorities. Um, so unfortunately, that's something you might have to think about. But hopefully in most people's cases, that's that's not the case. And you can figure it out with kindness. So, Yeah, I feel like... The majority of people are going to be pretty nice. It's just, we always hear the horrible stories. No one ever shares like the nice, fun, loving stories as much. And it's always the horrible stories that go viral or that get in the forefront of everybody's brain. But for the most part, it's probably very unlikely that you're going to come up with somebody that crazy. And I really hope none of you do um, knock on all the wood here because <laughs> no one wants to deal with that. But like Camry said, there's you can only control you. So start with you first. And then if that doesn't work, there, there are other avenues you can look into that. I really hope it doesn't come to that for anybody. For sure. Well, I think we got it covered. And if you guys have any stories to share, like we said, we love hearing the positive stories. So if you have a great relationship with your neighbor, share it with us. We'd love to hear about it. Yes, please. We need more kind stories in this world. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Chat with you all next week. Thank you for listening to The Horsewoman Project. If you have a story to tell, please email us at thehorsewomanproject at gmail.com. Links to both of our websites, social pages, and emails will be added to the show notes, as well as any links that are mentioned or contact information for our guests. Talk to you next week.